Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered by the Bet MGM MGM app. Uh, excuse me, there. Uh, Nashville's on demand sports net network live every weekday morning at eight seven central time. Uh, streaming on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links tweeted out segment by segment on the Twitter slash X feed, which is at ATOZ Sports. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok, or go uh, to a to z sports.com for more Titans coverage. Got to thank our sponsors for making the show happen today and making it happen for all of you. That's Wilson County Hyundai. Make Wilson County Hyundai a part of your new car buying process in Lebanon or at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Schedule an appointment at BoneAndJointTN.org. Farm Bureau Health Plans, better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more for a plan about a plan for you at fbhp.com slash ATOZ. The Aura app that has everything to keep you safe online. Get a two-week free trial at Aura.com slash A to Z. And Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer located in Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro. Visit them online at KrebsKubota.com. And Jack Gentry, uh, kind of making today's show happen because powering our wardrobe this morning is shop.a-to-zsportsnashville.com. You see, uh, I see it there, 40% off all merchandise. And uh, I saw a comment here. Let's see if I can pull it up. Bork says his A-to-Z sports hat should be arriving today. I've got one. You've got one. I've got this fancy schmancy A-to-Z sports quarter zip on this morning as well. It is very comfortable. Uh, and the prices, you can't beat the prices, especially, and Hell Lady says, yep, that's a that's a nice fleece. It is, confirmed. Uh, when we started talking about merchandise the other day, I saw this on the website. I said, I, I called Austin. I said, hey, I need, a, I need to get my hands on some of these, some of these quarter zip fleeces here. Uh, right, just in time for some fall golf. I can wear this on the course. You can too. You can wear the hats and uh, you see it there, 40% off. All merchandise, if you go and get yours today, they're in the process, Austin and Zach are, of moving the uh, the merchandise right now. So I just dropped a link in the chat. And Jack, I'm sure you can give a, a pretty ringing endorsement to the A to Z sports merchandise as well. Yeah, I will say one of the softest shirts I've ever put on is the A to Z gray long sleeve. Oh, be up on the, the gray website. long sleeve? It's, yeah. It, it is extremely soft. I'm not sure what it's made out of, but I, I think it could be like clouds or something. But yeah, go shop. Go get you some gear. There's some awesome stuff up there. Um, Got to be repping A to Z. You know, you, me and Sam do that. But uh, yeah, absolutely. 40% off, that's a steal. That's not a deal. That's a well, steal. It's, it's already so go check cheap it out. clothes, I got to tell you. Like t-shirts are like 10 bucks on the website right now. Uh, so you can get, like Jack said, there's that A to Z sports long sleeve. You got the A to Z sports, like with the heathered logo on the front in blue and in gray, got hats, got polos, got quarter zips, uh, kind of got the whole shebang here. So, uh, yeah, a good spot to go, go get your A to Z sports Nashville merchandise. Uh, and, uh, may I'll stop, you know, beating the dead horse there. You guys know what it is. Uh, you guys gotta, gotta go, go get, get some some gear, man. I, are there hoodies? Rashid wants to know if there's hoodies. I don't know. Not to my knowledge. I'm not sure. I don't think there are hoodies, but I get like, hey, if you're looking for a hoodie alternative, this guy, this is it right here. This is the thing to go get. Uh, but Jack, let's get into kind of the topic for today, uh, which is sparked by the game last night with the Jacksonville Jaguars defeating the New Orleans Saints after a, a late scare by the Jags. Uh, they do come away victorious. They've now won four games in a row. 
They're sitting at five and two on top of the AFC South, which means the two and four Titans are two and a half games out of first place. If you want to use baseball terminology uh, of Jacksonville, that's a lot of ground to make up. Uh, and I think really goes to show just how bad this two and four start could be because at the beginning of the year, we came in and we said, all right, two and four, you're still alive at two and four. I don't think we really were foreseeing a world where Jacksonville was five and two this early on in the year. And it really limits the margin for error for the Titans moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. And that game last night was really, was really a funky affair. I mean, it was two teams that really didn't seem to want to put the other away, right? The saints were handed multiple opportunities in the first half by turnovers, you know, from the Jags and vice versa. And neither team really took advantage of those chances. Um, the Saints made a push late in the game that I think Titans fans were probably those Titans fans that were watching last night were probably like, hmm. So this Jacksonville team isn't exactly as strong as their record might might reveal. And, um, you know, unfortunately, that got away from the Saints. And unfortunately for Titans fans, the Jags stacked another W. That would be their fourth in a row. But there's still so, so much football to be played. And the Jags are still dealing with this first place schedule. The good thing for the Titans is that they have two games against the Jags still remaining. So they can they can help themselves out uh, by winning a couple of those games. And then Jacksonville's still got a pretty tough schedule. They've got to see San Fran. They've got to see Cincinnati. They've got to see Cleveland. They've got to see Baltimore. So it's not that exactly win over Buffalo. That win over Buffalo for the Jags from a couple weeks ago is just such a huge swing because yeah, they've got San Francisco. I'm looking at it now. It's Pittsburgh, San Francisco, Tennessee, Houston. Cincinnati, Cleveland, Baltimore, Tampa Bay, Carolina, Tennessee. Not quite as tough as I think I, I would have thought. You do have some games in there like against the division, uh, against Carolina, against some beatable teams and winnable games there. So, yeah, it's nice to pair the the first place schedule with the NFC South, right? Right. That kind of gives you a little bit of a break. A little bit of a break for sure. And I mean, I think that goes into what I was saying, right? Like you're two and a half games back. You're three out of the win, three out in the win column, two out in the loss column, and uh, with that schedule, it really puts the Titans on the ropes in any game that they're going to play against Jacksonville specifically. Where I don't think they can afford a single loss to the Jags if they want to have a shot at this division. I mean, even if you get hot in your next three games or whatever it is, and you you get a win over Atlanta, you get a win over Pittsburgh, and you start getting back into the mix you're a loss to the Jaguars away from really feeling like this thing is insurmountable. And I'm curious yeah. your opinion too, Jack, because so I've been saying this all season that, that like two and four with this schedule was not an unrealistic expectation. Did I think there would be a loss to the Colts in there? No, I would have probably told you that they beat the Colts and beat the saints or beat the Browns. Uh, and that there was losses to the, to the chargers, Bengals and Ravens <laughs> sprinkled in. I, I thought two and four, there's still a world that the Titans crawl out of this and can win 10, 10 plus games given their second half schedule. Uh, one, was that your thought process coming in? And two, how does that shift now that you've seen how the rest of the AFC South has played out and how the Titans have played? Are you more concerned than you were looking at a two and four start to begin the year? 
Yeah, I think so. And, and you did mention it was kind of an unorthodox way of getting to two and four, right? Like to beat the Bengals and the Chargers. That th- those were both kind of surprises to me, even though they were both home games. Um, yeah, th- things are looking bleak right now. It, it's hard to really frame it any other way. And in the NFL, where you don't play three game series like you do in baseball, it's really tough to make up ground. And so the Titans, yes, I agree with you, are in a position where they are going to have to sweep the Jaguars to have a legitimate chance at this division, barring a Trevor Lawrence injury or something really serious and catastrophic on the Jacksonville side. So, yeah, the the Titans are absolutely – and I I do like that that first Jags game comes in Week 11 because even if Tannehill misses three or four weeks with this high ankle sprain, he's likely to be back by that Week 11 game. Um, and hopefully he's fresh and healed and you know well, hey, as close to 100% as you can be by week 11 in the NFL. Austin Stanley and I did a, uh, did a doc talk with the Bone and Joint Institute and actually got some interesting insight that having surgery on Ryan Tannehill's ankle, the surgery that he had last season, is actually going to help him return faster than normal from a high ankle sprain this time around. It's a very interesting way that that works where he you know he's had the tightrope surgery that gives him some suturing already into his ankle which allows for that recovery to potentially happen faster it's very very fascinating uh, so go check that video out on the a to z sports youtube there's an article up as well on a to z sports.com if you want to put into some simpler terms so that you're not hearing it from uh, a doctor using a bunch of medical terminology i tried to dumb it down as much as possible in that one yeah, that is really encouraging, though. I, I mean, because if you don't have Tannehill, well, I would have thought like, so. Tampa Bay is a tough game to win. Pittsburgh's a tough game to win with a backup quarterback, especially the way those two defenses have played. So, yeah, getting Tannehill back earlier, you know, sooner rather than later is uh, good news. And that is an interesting fact. The, those doc talks, y'all, y'all, you would benefit yourself by listening to those. There's some excellent information provided uh, from the Bone and Joint crew. Yeah, I just dropped the link to the article uh, in the chat here. So if you guys are looking to get a, to read up on your quarterback's uh, ankle situation, go ahead and give that a click. But Jack, I was actually surprised. I, I would thought too, yeah, this is good news. This is encouraging news. But you got guys like Bama Brad who say, we don't want this team back on track. You got Ken saying, let him stay in the infirmary. The vibe I've gotten from Titans fans, and this is the responses I got to this article. I thought I was coming like being the bearer of good news here. I was going to be like, guys, guess what? I'm saving the day. I'm letting you know Tannehill's coming back. Nope. A lot of people came in and said, I, no, like that. that's bad news, Sam. That's not what we want to hear. We want him on the IR for the rest of the season. We don't want him coming back. Didn't expect that reaction out of Titans fans. That shows you the level of frustration that we've got in the fan base right now. Sure, but it also shows you just how rash Titans fans are who don't seem to think things through logically, assuming that a a top 10 pick as opposed to a top 13 pick really makes a big difference um, and will turn this franchise around. It's disappointing, but, you know, from this Titans fan base, there are, you know, outliers, outlier fans like that who do want this team to lose games. And when you look at the quarterback room, Tannehill gives you by far the best chance to win. We know what Malik Willis is at this point. I'm excited to see Levis if that's the direction the Titans go because you need to find out what you have there before making a decision in the next draft. So there's a lot of decisions to be made um, at the quarterback position. If you are interested in winning, like most fans are, then Ryan Tannehill's your best bet, and there's no other way to put it. Yeah, a lot of decisions to be made, and 
a lot of ground to make up, a lot of changes to be made to the Titans as well. Love this comment from Jeffrey Gonzalez, who comes in with a $5 super chat, says if the Titans get it together and get a shot at the playoffs, those wins against Cincy and L.A. might just save us in a tiebreaker. And, and so, Jeff, we'll come back to this comment here uh, in the second half of the show because Jack and I are going to talk about the AFC playoff picture, what that might look like and what the Titans might have to do to get relevant in that conversation. Maybe they can't catch Jacksonville, but can they get in the conversation in the AFC tiebreakers against Cincinnati and a tiebreaker against the chargers very well could be the savior. So very good comment there uh, from him. But uh, yeah, Jack, as we mentioned, like the Titans are falling out of this thing at this point and are going to need to make some big changes or see some drastic improvements uh, if they want a chance to be in that conversation in December and January. So uh, it kind of sparks some thought about what needs to change most with this Titans team. And it leads us to our first question of today's show, which is which Titans player needs to step up most after the bye? Which Titans player needs to step up the most after the buy. I'll let you guys get there in the chat uh, and answer this question for us. Which guy is most responsible for this turnaround after the bye week if the Titans are going to get back in the mix? Uh, and meanwhile, I'm going to tell everybody about our friends and partners over at Krebs Kubota. Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer located in Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro. You can visit them online at KrebsKubota.com. Krebs Kubota is Middle Tennessee's preferred equipment dealer with all those convenient locations. It's an elite Kubota, Kubota dealer that has served the community for over 18 years. Krebs Kubota sells, services, and supplies parts for the best equipment in the industry. They have a large selection of inventory in stock at all three locations right now. They believe in customer satisfaction and, they, and that it's rooted with outstanding parts and a service department. It's their goal to have the best parts and service in the industry, which stands behind the best equipment in the industry. Visit them online for all of your Kubota needs at KrebsKubota.com. Krebs Kubota is fantastic, as is BetMGM. BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks, and it's the king of sportsbooks for a reason. They've got unbeatable selection. They've got plenty of variety. They've got parlay selection features, boosted odds specials. It's a fantastic place to get some skin in the game. And if you're looking to do so, and you don't have a sportsbook, and you've been looking for one, and you want to sign up with BetMGM, do it now. There's a great offer going on, even better than the one we talked about yesterday. Use code A to Z Sports, and you'll get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. ATOZ Sports gets you up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if that first bet misses. There's plenty of action across the sports world. So sign up with BetMGM and use our promo code ATOZ Sports to get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if that first bet misses. All right, Jack, we asked the question, which Titans player needs to step up the most after the bye? Uh, first response was O-line and secondary. Again, we're asking for a Titans player. Which player do you look at and say, hey, carry us in the second half? Hey, step up a little bit. Uh, you know, do a, do a little bit more. Denise says it's Ryan Tannehill with his two touchdowns and six interceptions. Uh, Jay says it's Will Levis. So does Raul. Also getting in on Will Levis as the guy that needs to step up. Scott says Traylon Burks. We got Traylon Burks from Derek. Traylon Burks from Marcus. Nicholas Petit-Ferrer says Malachi. Tim Kelly, not a player, but I'll accept the answer of Tim Kelly from Stephen King. Jeffrey Simmons, Traylon Burks, 
Traylon Burks, it's no question. Will Levis, uh, Malik or Levis, whoever's starting at quarterback. The left tackle, says Bork. Jeffrey Simmons says Sin City. Uh, we've got uh, NPF needs to step up. Traylon Burks. Derek Henry needs to step up. Two more Burks answers from Matt and Charlie. NPF, Hubbard, and Dillard are the three responses from Austin here. Kevin Byard says Rooney. Billy says whoever the left tackle is. Uh, we've got a Henry. We've got a Landry. We've got another whoever plays left tackle. We've got another Burks. We've got a Chig Conquo. First Chig Conquo from Balvino here. Um, offensive line or Malik, I see at one point. Burks from Jonathan. We got Burks from Eddie. Uh, we got Harold Landry from Rashid. We've got KB from K, Kevin Byard from Justin, Will Levis from Jaron. We got a Fulton. We got a, a Traylon Burks. We got another Chig. So, Jack, who who stood out to you here? I think there's so many different ways you can go. That's bad, yeah. right? It's bad. The fact that <laughs> sure. the Titans are underachieving enough that you could go a bunch of different ways. But who stood out to you is like being that guy that needs to step up. So a lot of the chat – you know, highlighted players who've struggled for the first six games of the season. And for good reason, right? In order to turn it around, turn it around, the players who've been playing poorly need to play better. There's no doubt there. But the way I look at it is if the Titans are to turn around the season, they're going to need a fantastic effort from one of their best players. Not necessarily a guy who's played poorly, but a guy who's capable of playing at such a high level that if he's able to make a few impact plays here and there, he could change the course of the season. And that is Kevin Byard. There's wow. no doubt. That, there's no doubt that the Titans' secondary has been the, the biggest weakness of the team throughout the season so far. Kevin Byard is the leader of that secondary. Now he hasn't played poorly, but he is capable of making a big difference on the back end. The Titans so far this season, through six games, have won the turnover battle just one time, and that was against the Cleveland Browns, and they were routed in that game. I'm sure all of you remember. No matter how badly we want to forget. But Kevin Byard, in his last six seasons, has had at least four picks in five of those six seasons. So he's capable of making big plays on the back end, forcing turnovers. The Titans are minus two in the turnover differential department. And only three teams in the league have forced less takeaways than the Titans. Those three teams, the, 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 the New England Patriots, the Cleveland Browns, and the Atlanta Falcons. The Cleveland Browns have been getting to the quarterback, so they don't have to worry about it. But the Falcons and Patriots defenses, it's not exactly where you want your defense to be in, in terms of the conversation there. So Kevin Byard needs to come up with some big plays, make some interceptions, make some turnover-worthy plays on the back end of that secondary. Because when you have a struggling offense, to set them to set them up in good field position is really crucial. They're clearly handicapped. So you got to give them the best chance to put six on the board as you can. And oftentimes that comes by forcing turnovers on the defensive side of the ball. The best offense is a great defense. Kevin Byard has played great defense throughout his career. If he's able to get his hands on the football moving forward, the Titans could really make some things happen and turn the tide of their season. Yeah, the turnovers are inexplicable how the Titans have just like not been able to force turnovers. Kevin Byard's your interception guy. So Kevin Byard is... Uh, the guy you would look to for that. Uh, I do see some comments saying, well, uh, let's see what it is. Kevin Byer can't step up. He's covering Christian Fulton's mistakes. Uh, he's playing safety to Christian Fulton. Frankly, his plate is on, full. There's full, no doubt. Well, frankly, Byard's is not on the same side of the field as Fulton most of the time. It's usually a Monty Hooker stacked on Fulton's side. So um, I hear what you mean. Uh, Kevin Byard is 
you know, having to account for mistakes of both Christian Fulton and Sean Murphy bunting and, you know, play safety. Uh, but I think Jack, you're overwhelming. Like the overarching point here is the Titans defense needs to find a way to create turnovers. Uh, and that has been the backing call of their defense for the last couple of years here when they've like had some really successful defenses is, you know, clutch turnovers that they can create to flip a game around getting points and turning defense into offense. And that has not been there for them uh, to begin this season. It's a big reason why they've lost some games. Like, I mean, you flip, you can flip a couple of these games with a pick here, a fumble there. Yes, no doubt. And and people in the chat are saying, you know, Kevin Byard doesn't play defense on his own. It's hard for Byard to do anything when Fulton and, and co is giving up big plays. Um, and I agree with that. It, I never said it was going to be easy for Kevin Byard to do this. And obviously you can't do it on your own. If the pass rush gets home and makes the quarterback rush, make a quick decision, make a wobbly pass. KB needs to get his hands on the football. And, you know, it, it's, it's just a defense that right now has given up the big play more than they've created the big play. And uh, it, that needs to flip. If you really want to give this sputtering offense a chance to do anything, so, yeah, to me, when you need a big play over the last few years, it's been Kevin Byard who comes up with them. He's one of the best turnover machines in football when he's playing at his best, when the corners are doing their job. Right now they aren't, and that has to improve in order for him to make some of these plays. But if you want to get things going, you got to start forcing turnovers, and Kevin Byard is the man that I, re- I would rely on to do all of that. Yeah, so I everything in my body wanted to – go offense here like it's hard to sit here and be like oh a defensive player needs to step up knowing the 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 issues the titans have on offense and if i were to go on offense i would definitely agree with the chat and say the left tackle because i think so much of what the titans do and so much and that left tackle being either andre dillard or nicholas petit frere whoever is there moving forward because so much of what the titans do is limited by the fact that they cannot protect They cannot do a drop back passing game. They have to do play action. They can't throw the ball on third and five plus with any sort of consistency. And I I was in a deep dive into the next gen stats yesterday to figure out just how bad the Titans have been passing the football with Derrick Henry off the field. And a big part of that is the fact that those are coming on long down and distances. And when you're in long down and distances, in order to have success passing, you have to protect. It's a cycle And yet I'm not going offense. I am going defense because I do agree with you. What we know about this Titans team and how they've won games in the past is by really dirtying and muddying up games. And we've seen games like against the New Orleans Saints this year that the Titans offense was effing terrible. They were awful in every single way. And yet they almost won that game because they muddied it up and they got after the quarterback and they created turnovers. They probably should have won that game. Had that strip sack call gone their way. Like the Titans defense can win them football games and keep them in games where you have to acknowledge they don't have the best horses on offense. Mm -hmm. They don't have those big ticket item players outside of Deandre Hopkins and Derrick Henry. They're not going to be a 25 to 30 point per game offense this season. So how can they hold their opponent to 15 to 20 and, uh, you know, give themselves a chance to win? And so it starts with those big ticket guys 
on the defensive side of the ball. And Yuri stole my thunder right out from under me right before I was about to go. It's your two big money guys. It is Harold Landry and Jeffrey Simmons for the reason that you paid them that bag. You gave them all of this money and have invested in Arden Key and Jeff and Danico and Harold. And you went out and got Travis Gibson and signed him in the offseason. And you have used draft picks on Rashad Weaver. You have invested in this defensive front. And they have been non-existent the last two weeks. They have, they might as well not even made the trip. They might as well stayed home to London. Like these boys are not showing up right now. And I, I think Jeff is probably doing just as much as he can, given the fact that nobody else around him is doing jack squat right now. Uh, and so it's difficult for Jeff to really get anything done. He was playing through an injury too, but just across the board. And I specifically have to look at these two guys, Harold Landry and Jeffrey Simmons, with those contracts, with that cap hit, with that AAV, you got to get some pressure on the quarterback. We got to start getting some quarterback hits. Uh, the sack that Her Harold Landry had of Lamar Jackson, where Lamar Jackson kind of escaped the pocket, ran right and kind of ran into Harold's arms and he brought him down. It was mm -hmm. the first sack by a Titans defensive lineman or linebacker in over 100 minutes of football. Like Roger McCreary had your two most recent sacks uh, at the time that that was made. So you can't stop anybody. You can't pressure the quarterback. I look at Jeff and Harold and say, if these two guys can start being who you're paying them to be and speeding up the opposing QB, those turnovers will come. It'll be a lot easier for Kevin Byer to get his hands on the football and you can get opposing teams off the field across the board will make life easier for the Titans. Yeah, two sacks in the last two games is not going to cut it. This is a unit that the Titans were pretty comfortable hanging their hat on heading into the season. And, and, and these guys up front likely knew that they had to play extraordinarily well in order to give the Titans a chance in some of these football games. They have not done that. Arden Key, for as many sacks as he was racking up in training camp, has been invisible for the most part of this season. Harold Landry has started to come on, and, you know, he does – Titans fans should probably have a little patience with him coming off of that ACL. I think that we are going to see, uh, you know, the Harold Landry of old um, come November. So I'm looking forward to what Landry does for the rest of the season. But yeah. Big Jeff, you're right. He just got a lot of money. Like the Titans are hoping that he can push for double digit sacks while also making a difference in the run game, which is what he does best. Yeah, yeah I mean, just haven't Jeff's seen any of that for so like far. seven to eight sacks, which is like a fine year. The amount of money he's getting paid, I think that number needs to be higher. Like you said, I, I've been patient with Harold Landry. I think Titans fans have been relatively patient with Harold Landry too. We're six weeks in a bye. We're seven weeks into the season. I'm like, it's time. It's time to have some sort of an impact. And I think Mike Vrabel had a really interesting comment. I think it was a week ago. He was asked like, hey, Mike, are you like at all? like frustrated feel like you should get more production out of Harold Landry than you've gotten him. He said, I think we should get more production out of a number of guys. Uh, and even Arden key, you could look at and say, Hey, you had a great first game. Where have you been since new Orleans? Um, and yeah. it's, it's out there. Like, I, I just don't know. And I agree with Edward yet. Yeah, they they're doubling Jeff every play. Part of that is because nobody besides the Nico Autry has been able to figure out how to get after the quarterback. Uh, and so 
I point to that entire defensive line as being incredibly underwhelming from where I thought they would be. Uh, and so then I also have to point to the two guys making the most money up front and say, got to do a better job. Jack, couple super chats before we move on here. Um, Jeff, uh, oh, sorry, we already got there. We'll get back in. Brandon comes in with a $10 super chat, agrees with you and says, uh, Bayard has not lost a step. OCs around the field are telling QBs not to throw in his vicinity. He's in the back to cover up the mistakes from the front four. Fulton, he's our last line of defense. Um, do you have any response to that? Because I do think there is some truth to it, but um, I think KB could also be playing a bit better than he has. Yeah, yeah, I mean, sure. Like, I think everybody on the back end could probably probably be playing a little bit better, right? We've seen Amani Hooker and Christian Fulton blow a coverage. We've seen Christian Fulton get burnt more times than we'd like to admit. Sean Murphy bunting, you know, he's he's made mistakes as well. And in the secondary in today's game, mistakes are going to happen. But you've got to have somebody over the top who can wipe away some of those, kind of be the wide out on the back end of that defense to cover up some of the mistakes made by the guys in front of you. And Kevin Byard will have plenty of opportunity. Like teams are going to continue to throw the ball on the Titans. And sure, Kevin Byard does garner some respect from opposing offensive coordinators, but that's not going to keep opposing quarterbacks from throwing the ball down the field against the Titans defense that's been giving up so many explosive plays through six weeks. So, you know, while I agree he hasn't lost a step, it's just, it's kind of just been ugly around him. And, you know, he's kind of guilty by association with that. Not that he's played poorly, but. He's got some, you know, guys that haven't been playing as well as they could be playing around him. It's just, you got to, like, Kevin Byard is a superstar in a lot of Titans fans' eyes. And I think, you know, anybody who pays attention to the game would agree that Kevin Byard is a superstar. He needs to start making superstar plays. And that may be asking a lot of him. But when you wear that C on your chest and when you are a two-time All-Pro. And you're making. You have a certain level of expectation. What is he making? $16 million? I mean, like, he's making a lot of money for a safety. That's superstar money. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I mean, they need him to play like that, and they need him to make a difference in the stat sheet with those turnovers, set the offense up for success, all of these things, and it's a lot of weight to carry on one man's shoulders. But we all know KB is capable of doing this. Like we've all seen him do this before. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, gonna dive in a little bit more into the AFC playoff picture where the Titans are, where they stack up, uh, and what they would have to do in Jack and, I, Jack and I's eyes to, uh, to get into that picture and make some noise come December and January. Before we do that and show you where the Titans stack up and everything, I want to tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Farm Bureau Health Plans, better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a plan for you at fbhp.com slash ATOZ. Farm Bureau Health Plans has been serving Tennesseans for over 75 years, and a lot has changed in Tennessee over 75 years, but a lot has stayed the same. Farm Bureau Health Plans is one of those things that has absolutely stayed the same because they've always valued personal relationships, especially when it comes to good health and good service. Uh, you can plan on Farm Bureau Health Plans for health, dental, and vision. For better coverage, better rates, and better service, you go to fbhp.com slash A to Z or walk into one of their 200-plus locations across the state. That's fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z for Farm Bureau Health Plans. I was actually talking to Miss Tanya from Farm Bureau yesterday. They're they're so wonderful. They help you out, and it's so easy to do. Um, Also easy to do, signing up with BetMGM. Use our code A to Z Sports, A-T-O-Z Sports, and you'll get – up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you miss your first bet. 
Bet on whatever you'd like. Bet on the NFL. Bet on college football. Bet on the NHL, which is back. The Preds had a big win last night. Bet on the MLB playoffs. They've been fantastic so far. Whatever it is you want to bet on, do it with our code A to Z Sports. And if your first bet misses, you are you are rewarded with up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. It's a great promotion going on right now, only at BetMGM. All right, Jack, uh, it is playoff picture time, and this is uh, kind of what I pulled out this morning. Here's the AFC right now, and as you see, shockingly, the Tennessee Titans are the 14 seed, the 14 seed in the AFC playoff picture. Um, and so not great, uh, certainly not great. In order to get into the playoffs, you'd have to be in that seven seed or above with the one team obviously getting a bye right now that'd be the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, so Cleveland is that last team in at three and two. They also have a head-to-head over the Titans. And so we look at this, and I mean, there are some teams here that I'm not worried about, frankly, like Vegas is not very good. Indianapolis, not very good, especially without Anthony Richardson. Houston is frisky. They're not as good as I as three and three. I, I really think you're looking at uh, the Titans, Chargers, Bengals. I don't know what the Jets are. And then Cleveland and Pittsburgh kind of battling for two spots. Um, and two and four. Not a place you want to be, but we have also seen in the past that sometimes like nine and eight, 10 and seven can get you into these playoffs. And so we want to ask you guys this question is what does the Titans record? What will it need to be to make the playoffs? What is the Titans record this season need to be to make the playoffs? Jack, this is not a fun spot, but like what, what do you, how do you feel about the AFC looking like this? Who do you agree with me? Who's on your radar when you look at the AFC? Yeah, so just looking at this, a lot of people are going to say, oh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, they aren't, they don't play pretty football. I don't expect them to be there at the end. But the last time Mike Tomlin had a losing season, Will Levis was in diapers. So it, it's been a while, and it's hard to really count them out, no matter how bad that offense looks at times. But I'm, I'm with you. I think it's the Cleveland Browns, the Bengals, and the Chargers. I'd be surprised if the Raiders did anything with a backup quarterback. Uh, for at least you know the foreseeable future. The Jets, the Texans, the Colts, none of them really scare me, and I'm pretty confident that the Patriots and Broncos won't make a run. The good news is about the teams that I just listed, you've got a tiebreaker over two of them, the Bengals and the Chargers. Now you got to make up ground, and you got to catch up to the Bengals, who have three wins and seem to only be getting better now that Joe Burrow's gotten a bit healthier. But I think it's going to take either nine wins and you have a tiebreaker over the Steelers, Bengals and Chargers to where you can maybe sneak in at that seven. But realistically, it's hard to feel confident about the Titans making the playoffs with anything less than 10 wins. At first, we thought the Titans' best path to the playoffs was through the AFC South, but the Jaguars have handled their business so far and are on a four-game heater. So I'm looking at the wild card picture thinking, which one of these AFC North teams is going to fall out? Will it be the Browns? Will it be the Bengals? Will it be the Steelers? Because all three of those teams are going to beat up on each other throughout the season, and one of those teams is not going to be able to get in. Hopefully, you're down to the wire, and you have the same record as the Bengals or the Chargers, and you're jockeying well, for that playoff yeah, position. So but let, let's you're going to need 10, because, most likely. Well, because you say AFC North. Some of those teams are going to have to fall out. They're going to beat up on each other. Titans fans, you're hoping that's Cleveland. You've already lost to Cleveland. You don't have the tiebreaker over Cleveland. You've got one over Cincinnati. 
I'm not really worried about Baltimore because they're probably going to win that division. So, uh, you know, that that is what it is. Baltimore, but if Baltimore's the division winner, uh, I think the hope, if you're the Titans, is that uh, Cleveland is the team that falls out of it. And if you're in the mix with a couple North teams late in the year, it could be Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Uh, and you have an opportunity here in a little bit over two weeks to go and beat Pittsburgh on the road on Thursday night football and gained the tiebreaker over them that game, Jack. I mean, even if you beat Atlanta, that game feels like it might be your damn season on Thursday night Mm -hmm. football in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Like if the Titans are sitting at three and four going to Pittsburgh, knowing that they have an opportunity to get a tiebreaker over the Steelers, Bengals and chargers. That is a massive, massive game. It is. And Brent Keith says, you know, Cleveland's not falling out of anything this year. He thinks they're going to be in it for the long run. I, I kind of agree. And that defense is different in Cleveland. Exactly. I mean, when you watch that defense play, it's hard to disagree. But Deshaun Watson has been dealing with injury issues, and it's kept him out for a few games so far. You never know when those things can pop back up, and yeah. you never know what effect that will have on him for the rest of the season. He might not be the same Deshaun Watson that the Titans saw um, a, a few weeks ago when they got clobbered by the Browns. Yeah, and I, look, I mean, yeah, they won a game with P.J. Walker. Nah, I don't think that is uh, – Against the 49ers, to, which is yeah, very, I, very But, impressive. I mean, I think that – I don't think that's going to stick. P.J. Walker's not good. He didn't even make the Chicago Bears. They cut him uh, because he was that bad during the preseason. And we – Titans fans saw it in that preseason game. P.J. Walker was gross. He threw like a free interception to Trey Avery, looking like a center fielder in the ALCS uh, when he caught that ball. Um Let's go to the chat real quick. I'll give you my response here. Uh, Balthazar says, now, actually, Jack, do you want to go to the chat? Do you have this up, or should I just uh, kind of rattle them up? If, if you've got some, you might as All well. Right, yeah, we'll go. go Bal- Balthazar says 9 and 8. MB goes 9 and 8. Gannon's 10 and 7. Titan Fox is 10 and 7. Same thing with TZ, Dylan, DeMarco. Brent only says 8 and 9, which I think is is, is too low here. Uh Bork is 10 and 7. Dave is 10 and 7. So is Rashid. So is Jonathan. Got a couple 9 and 8s here. Uh, Charlie thinks 10 and 7 will win the division. 8 and 9, realistically, from Titans YouTuber. Uh, 10 and 7 from Zoe. 9 and 7 with two wins over Jacksonville. There's 17 games, Zach. Uh, let's let's throw a win or a loss on there somewhere. 10 and 7 from Scott. 10 and 7 from Balthazar. 11 and 6 so is what Orlando thinks it would take to make the playoffs, which is... That's an uphill battle at two and four. If you have to go 11 and six, uh, 10 plus wins, 10 and seven, nine and eight, uh, nine and eight. It's eight or nine wins, uh, from Brandon, uh, 10 and seven from Kenneth, um, 10 and seven from DeMarco. We asked the question, what is the Titans record need to be to get into the playoffs? I'll tell you my thoughts, uh, on all of this. I kind of have, have a strong, take on it before i do that i want to tell everybody about aura uh aura has all in one digital safety you can trust and has everything it takes to keep you safe online because anyone can find anything on the internet including your full name personal email home address phone number even relatives uh aura found data brokers that had my information removed my information from all of them so i no longer get spam calls or robo callers telemarketers hitting my line 
no 800s, no unknown callers, no robots on the other end. Aura can even opt you out of junk mail and telemarketing lists. They have a VPN, a password manager, real-time credit and identity theft monitoring, parental controls, and protects your devices from malware. Literally every internet safety tool you'll ever need is all inside one app. It's the Aura app. You sign up with them. You can get a two-week free trial with the code Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. If you go to Aura.com slash A to Z, get a two-week free trial and keep yourself safe online. Bet MGM. If you're looking to get some skin in the game, Bet MGM is the place to do it. There's plenty of action going on uh, across all sports right now. And new users, if you're looking for a sports book or you just want to change, you want to switch up your luck, sign up with Bet MGM and use our promo code A to Z Sports. ATOZ Sports gets you up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you miss your first bet. If you win your first bet, that's great. You get some green in the account. If you miss it, don't worry. BetMGM's got your back with our promo code A to Z Sports, up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you miss your first bet. All right. Uh, so, what do the Titans need to do to make the playoffs? I think, Jack, Looking at this group and who I realistically expect to be there at the end of the day, I think if the Titans go 10-7 and and have a win over Pittsburgh as part of it, I think they're in, in the AFC. I think if you're 10-7 and with a, with a tiebreaker over Cincinnati, the Chargers, and Pittsburgh, I have a really hard time seeing a world where you're not in the playoffs. Look at the teams above them. The Raiders, they're going to fall out of it. The Colts, they're not going 10 and 7. The Texans, not going 10 and 7. Those teams are somewhat competitive. They're not going to win 10 games, in my opinion. The Raiders, same boat. You already have a tiebreaker over the Bengals and the Chargers. If you can jump Pittsburgh, like you really just need to be ahead of one of the Jets or the Browns to get in, and maybe even only one of those teams. So I. I think the Titans at 10 wins, provided there's a win over Pittsburgh, are into the playoffs. I think if you lose to Pittsburgh, it becomes a nightmare because even at 10 and 7, then you might lose that tiebreaker. And so I look at this schedule, and next week, we are going to have a four to five day period where I think the Titans can go from loser and out of it and absolute zero to a potential hero because after week nine if the titans are at four and four with those tiebreakers over like i said chargers Bengals, steelers you potentially need to just go six and three the rest of the way to get to 10 wins with games against carolina indianapolis two against the the Texans one against Tampa. This is going to be tough, and maybe they do end up at nine and eight with those wins, and then I think it's more of a toss up. But I think ten wins for sure gets you into the playoffs. Yeah, you feel comfortable with ten. I do believe there will be a team on the AFC side that gets in with nine. Just last year, two teams on the AFC side got in with nine. Now the Jaguars won their division. There's um, but so the much Miami... parity in the AFC with all these good teams that like. Mm-hmm. It feels like that has to happen. Yeah, there there were five teams across both conferences that made the playoffs with nine or fewer wins. Two teams in the NFC, two wildcard teams won nine in the NFC last year. The Bucks won eight and won their division. The Dolphins and Jags both went nine and eight last year. 
So it's not like going nine and eight completely rules you out of the playoffs. You still got a shot as long as you have the right tiebreakers. And in order to get those tiebreakers, you need to pick up some wins in the AFC. Your next opportunity to do so comes against the Steelers, a team you could be jockeying for a wild card spot with when the season comes to a close. So you're right. That is a that is a monstrous game for the Titans outlook. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, this brings us to our last question, because we look at this schedule, Jack, uh, and there is a very clear run here of games that you'd classify as just like winnable games and it's the national football league. So uh, every game is a quote unquote winnable game, but particularly the quarterbacks, the Titans are facing over the next six games that they play, give you reason to believe that they could, uh, you know, go on a miniature run here, whatever that looks like to you. Falcons with Desmond Ritter Steelers with Kenny Pickett bucks with Baker Mayfield. Then you have Trevor Lawrence and company. That's not fun. Uh, Bryce Young or Andy Dalton, uh, who who knows, uh, and the Carolina Panthers, and Gardner Minshew with the Indianapolis Colts. That's who's on the schedule. And at two and four, right, our goal is that nine to ten win mark at this point to see can you get to nine and eight with a tiebreaker or ten and seven and get into the playoffs. This is the stretch of games for the Titans to get back in this thing. And so I want to ask everybody the following question. We've been looking at this stretch of games all year. It's finally here. What will the Titans record be in their next six games? I'll throw it up again. What will the Titans record be in their next six games? It's Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, Jacksonville, Carolina, Indianapolis. Three games at home, three games on the road, one of them in prime time against the Steelers. What will their record be in their next six games? While you guys uh, go ahead and make your thoughts known there, I'm going to tell everybody about the Bone and Joint Institute. I mentioned them earlier for our Doc Talk segment. We talked to the Bone and Joint Institute. They're great and knowledgeable. Don't fumble on your recovery. Go to the Bone and Joint Institute instead. They're the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, you can't fumble on your recovery. You have to go to somebody you can trust. They have a state-of-the-art rehab facility located out in Franklin with everything to assist in your recovery from clinic to rehab to surgery to imaging to testing all under one roof. You don't have to drive all over Middle Tennessee to get to your different appointments. No, absolutely not. Go to the Bone and Joint Institute out in Franklin and don't fumble on your recovery and schedule an appointment with them at boneandjointtn.org. BetMGM is the king of sports books for a variety of reasons, but mostly because they offer fantastic promotions like the one that's going on right now. New users, sign up with code A to Z Sports and you'll receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. Sign up with our code A to Z Sports, place a, place a wager, and if that wager does happen to lose, BetMGM's got your back. They've got you covered with up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if that first bet misses, don't forget, sign up with BetMGM and use our code A to Z Sports. All right, Jack. Uh, this is the slate of games right here. Falcons, Steelers, Buccaneers, Jags, Panthers, Colts. Uh, I'll send you to the chat here to figure out what is the Titans record in this six-game stretch going to be? Okay, we're going to start off with uh, Jaquez, three and three. He believe believes the Titans Jacques, are going to – Jock, you I'm never know. Um, I like to say okay. Jock. 
So we'll call we'll call him Jay Suttle. Jay Suttle's at three and three. They need to go eight and three to get to ten wins, not six and three. I'm saying six oh. and three after. Oh, I was saying if they beat Atlanta and Pittsburgh and were at four and four with that tiebreaker, they would need to go six and three the rest of the way. Monty says zero oh and six. A lot of optimism from op- from Monty this morning. <laughs> They're Five not going to go zero oh and six. I feel good about the fact that they won't go zero oh and six. Five and one from Christofero. Um, Anthony Ham says one and five. Titans might win two or three games from Keith. Um, let's see. Our goal is two and fifteen. Sorry, Jack. Devin, that might be your goal. That is not the Titans' goal. I can promise you that. It's not my goal um, either. I don't want to cover a two and fifteen it, it, team. Here. He's speaking for himself. I don't know why he's saying our. Um, Jamie says one and five. Matt says two and four. Jeff says one and five or two and four. Lou Man says three and three. Um, Jaron Myers says four and two. Rashid says five and one. A lot of people struggling to understand that we're predicting the next six games. Scott Weaver with two and four. Charlie five and one at worst four and two. Clayton says three and three. Jody says two and four at best. Uh, Reynolds says three and three. Two and four from Brad Anderson. Ross Biggie says five and one. Bork says three and three, as does Zoe. DeMarco says four and two. Keith at four or two and four. David at two and four. So, Sam, I want to turn it to you now. How do you see the Titans' next six games playing out? I'd love to say five and one because I think five and one is like what's possible. You look at that stretch and you're like, that could be a five and one stretch right there. Uh, And it certainly could be, but I do think uh, somebody in the chat made a good point. Titans have really struggled to win on the road so far this year. Um, And I do foresee there being some speed bumps along the way at some point. So I'm going to say four and two. I think the Titans can go four and two in this stretch. Maybe it's a loss to Jacksonville and maybe it's a loss to Tampa. Uh, Maybe it's a loss to Pittsburgh and it's a loss to Jacksonville. I I don't know where I see the losses coming from, but I'm going to go ahead and predict that going into week 14 on Monday night football against the Dolphins, we will have a six and six Tennessee Titans team who will be in the mix uh, in the AFC playoff picture. Will that be enough to get them in? I'm not sure. You look at, you then have to look at those last five games and say, well, how many of those games are winnable? It's not easy playing Miami, Seattle, or Jacksonville. But I do think the Titans will be 6-6 six and six after week 13 when they beat the Indianapolis Colts at home at Nissan Stadium. Yeah, so we, just pop that schedule back up there one more time yep. if you don't mind, Sam. It's, it's interesting because five of the Titans' last seven games are at home. So there is a stretch there where you might be able to, you know, sneak one by maybe the Seahawks, maybe the Jaguars. Um, who knows? You'll you'll have to figure out where you are in order to kind of calculate which which games they absolutely have to win later on. But the question is over the next six games, Sam, as badly as I want to say four and two, I have to go three and three with the question mark surrounding Tannehill's health with the Titans not winning back to back games since the Packers game of last year with them being consistently inconsistent, it's hard for me to imagine the Titans doing two things in a row that are right, right? It, it, two two yeah. good things in a row have been really hard to come by for this Titans team over the last, what, 13 games? They've lost 11 of 13. I, I think six and six would be a dream scenario, and I'd sign up for that in a heartbeat. But I think three and three is more realistic, and this is a schedule this is a part of your schedule where you really need to go four and two. 
but to me it's it's hard to it's hard to find four wins here. They just haven't been able to win two games in a row in quite some time. And I don't know that it begins with either Malik Willis or Will Levis taking snaps for the first game or two of this stretch. I love Rashid coming in saying if Levis is the starter, 6-0 and completely. And I think the fan base would absolutely pivot too, by the way. Like, I understand the negativity. Uh, I really do. It has been very frustrating, hard football to watch. Uh, so I totally get it. If the Titans play Will Levis against Atlanta and win the game, I think everybody's all the way back. Like, I think everybody's well, yeah. like, uh-oh, uh-oh, Billy Jeans, uh-oh. <laughs> uh, like, I, I think it's a, it's a it's quick turnaround. Certainly a breath of fresh air, and it's like it's turning the page a bit. And then you start having the, well, does Tannehill get it back when he comes back? And I believe Mike Vrabel made that pretty clear that if Tannehill's healthy, he's the guy. But, man, would it be nice to see Will Levis come out and play and play well and get you a win over a former assistant in Arthur Smith or get you a win on the road in a short week in Pittsburgh. Both of those seem kind of like a long shot at the moment, but crazier things have happened in this league, and I agree with you. I do think the Titans fan base would pivot and uh, would feel a little bit better, more optimistic moving forward. Listen, I'm going to tell you guys why I think four wins is possible real quick because, by the way, hey, I'm taking the schedule down, staring the camera in the eyes. The Titans are going to beat Atlanta. Take it to the bank. I'm really? galaxy galaxy bet on BetMGM from myself on Titans money line and probably to cover the spread against the Falcons. <laughs> it they are not Jack. It might be Will Levis day with Arthur Smith coming to town. Desmond Ritter sucks, sucks. True, like might be the worst quarterback in the NFL. Right, sucks. You've got Alumni Weekend. You've got Warren Moon and Earl Campbell. Like, you've got people walking around. Like, the, the, the Oilers vibe is going to be, you're going to be able to feel it in the walls of Nissan Stadium. You're going to have everybody from, like, Taylor Luan and CJ2K coming back to all the way back to Warren Moon days. Everybody's going to be there. The boys are going to be buzzing. They're going to get on the field and crack their helmets against one another with their nice little Oilers throwback jerseys and helmets. The vibes are going to be high. They're not losing to Arthur Smith. Point blank, period. That's a Titans win. Orlando says we cannot you lose can't. in the you throwback. Can't. You, you can't. can't lose. And it's interesting because, you know, what's burned the Titans so far is the big play on defense, right? Allowing that big pass down the sidelines or over the top. These quarterbacks the Titans are about to see aren't or haven't at least proved capable of beating secondaries the way that the Titans secondary has been beat so far. Like Desmond Ritter, Kenny Pickett, Bryce Young, Baker Mayfield. I, I, I'm not really – even Gardner Minshew who carved up the Titans, but it was more from like a, a short to intermediate uh, – you know, most of his passes were in the short to intermediate range. But I don't think that any of those guys are capable of beating you at the big play, which is why the Titans must take advantage of this stretch – but absolutely, Sam, you can't lose in the throwbacks. You've got to – it's a game by game. It's, you know, just don't look too far ahead. You're two and four right now. Worry about the guy in front okay. of you. Right now the Falcons are in front of you. You've got extra time to prepare for an offensive system that you're familiar with already. So I do think the Titans have a lot of things going their way for that Falcons game. However, if you do split those first two without Tannehill, I would prefer they beat Pittsburgh for tiebreaker reasons. Yeah, uh, so – 
American Tough says, Sam has been saying the Titans are going to beat the Falcons looking in the mirror for the past five days. True. I've been, you know, still beating the drum. Uh, and yes, I do believe it. Hey, if the Titans lose to the Falcons, you are going to see the most negative I've been on this football team and this head coach and uh, this organization as I have ever been since I've started covering them. If they lose to the Falcons to go to two and five with extra rest and time to prepare against your former offensive coordinator in the throwback jerseys at home, it's going to be bad, bad, bad. And I will come with my tail between my legs saying I was wrong. And, uh, you know, very much, uh, eat my, eat crow on that one. Here's why I, though, why I think this, uh, Listen, there's also this Pittsburgh game. Remember the last time the Titans played on Thursday night football against a good team that you thought was going to just outcoach and outplay them, uh, but they played against them on a short week with no time to prepare, and uh, Mike Vrabel got the best of them. That was the Green Bay Packers last year. That game, weird things can happen on Thursday night with teams that are not coming off of a bye. So uh, yeah, Atlanta... Pittsburgh, weird games there. I think Carolina stinks. I think uh, the Colts are going to start stinking uh, as they get more hurt as the season goes on with Gardner Minshew as their quarterback. I, I don't think four wins is inconceivable here by any means. No, and not. I'm not overwhelmed by the Bucks either, frankly. Like, Baker Mayfield is fine. They have a great defense. They can't run the football. Like the Bucks are allergic to running the football. That helps the Titans a lot. Like if the Bucks have 40 rushing yards, they're like, oh, good job today in the trenches, fellas. They don't run the ball. Uh, I think the Titans uh, would do well against them. But yeah, as a Rashad White fantasy owner, I, I agree. I agree with that uh, analysis you gave on the Bucks running game. Yeah. All right, we can move it on today. We do have good news to get to. So drop your good news in the chat. It is Ain't That Good News here on a great, great Friday morning. Ain't That Good News. It's an end of show segment and it is presented by Wilson County Hyundai. Make Wilson County Hyundai a part of your new car buying process out in Lebanon or at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. They're doing all of our end of show segments for the 2023 season. Uh, Jack, real quick, we have a super chat from Andre. Did you put Andre in timeout? Yeah, you know, Sam, there's only so many comments I can take when you comment on another man's appearance before you start being a little weirded out. Andre, I'm not your type. You're not my guy. Um, you know, like nine comments <laughs> about Andre. my wardrobe it was a bit too much. Um, so hopefully you learned your lesson and you don't have to go back there because I, I understand that you're 42 years old, but I'll put you right back there. All right, there you go. Jack getting Jack and Andre dropping the gloves. I mean, here like, I love Friday. Andre. Like, we usually have good banter, but like nine, ten comments about a shirt that is honestly more expensive than most of my shirts. Come on. Let's let's take it a little easy, Andre, because you know, I don't I don't you don't have your profile picture on there, so I can't come back at you. It's not a fair fight, and I don't want to have to dig deep to make it a fair picture fight. From Andre. Oh man, it's something about it's, I don't know. It's addressed to ladies. I don't know what that is, Andre. Andre, All much right. love, but well, hey. moving forward, you you know you know what's going on. There you go. Well, that that settles that. <laughs> uh, ain't that good news? Uh, powered by Wilson County Hyundai. What is your good news today on this Friday? Uh, Jeff says, "Good news. Michigan got exposed for the cheaters. They are. They are cooked. I don't know anything about this. Well, what? It's interesting. It's fascinating. You know. So there's a sign stealing. Everyone's stealing signs. It started in baseball, but now it's apparently moved over to the football field. They're blaming it on a low-level staffer 
over at Michigan, stealing their opponent's signs, which, I mean, you could chalk up to what as like signs? good scouting. Just, you know, the, you know how they have the, the little hand signals, all the backup quarterbacks yeah. through the so, – so apparently Michigan's got a read on those, and they're that in trouble not, for that. That's which not – I don't think is a big deal because no, that's if fine. you're – like just go through the headset, right? I mean, the quarterback can hear the place. I, I don't assume. get how that's I don't cheating, know if they got though. the green dot in college, but I don't get yeah, how that's cheating. If you're doing big, loud like signs and stuff, and the, the opposing teams are able to decipher them, I think that's fine. Yeah, like, if you the crack sign the code, in that's baseball good on was you. bad because you were using technology to peer into a catcher's signs, uh, which is a inherently cheating because the the road team doesn't have access to the same equipment. And before pitchcom existed. Catchers didn't have a way to communicate to pitchers without showing signs. So it was like a necessary thing that uh, the Astros, I hate the Astros, uh, were taking yes. advantage of. Um, and so that was cheating. I don't get the big deal there. Uh, Stephen King, good news. The sun rose. Love that, Stephen. Uh, yes, it did. It will tomorrow as well. Uh, and that, my friend, is Good, good news in and of itself. Another day on the earth to, uh, you know, live your best life here. Uh, Brad says, good news. The Titans can't lose this week. Also, it's his birthday. Happy birthday to Brad. Uh, hopefully you have a nice day for a birthday. A Friday in October is like, that's peak birthday right there. Go I, get I some. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I can't think of a better time that I would want my birthday than a Friday in October when I can just like, yeah, have, have some fun. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, Borks has taken the daughter on their third annual pumpkin patch trip this weekend. That's big time. Uh, we've got uh, good news. Orlando's headed to Bryant Denny later tonight, tied by twelve. Uh, who are they playing? I... The Vols. It's going to be a big. It's a big weekend in college hey, roll football. Roll Tide, baby. Roll Tide. <laughs> you won't hear me. That saying will that be interesting. Often. That yeah. will be a fun matchup. Those two teams have kind of taken a step back from last year, where you know. It, it was it was points galore. I do think the defenses are going to make a difference in this one. That's going to be an interesting game, and I'm sure the Tide are going to want some get back. But Tennessee's defense is playing much better than I thought they would this year. Devin says, "Good news. Uh, this too shall pass," uh, which uh, you know is true about this season, about anything you're going through in life. This too shall pass, uh, and you know, like Steven said, the sun rose. It's a new day, um, and yeah, that's good news in in and of itself. Uh, Trying to see if anybody else has anything. Jack, do you have a good news uh, that you want to get to? Yes, I do. Basketball season is almost here, Sam. I started to feel it when the SEC media poll came out, which means nothing every year, and they always seem to get it wrong. But it's almost here. November is knocking on the door. I cannot wait for a college basketball season. It's going to be so much fun in the SEC once again. It's going to be a lot more parody. There's no Brandon Miller in the SEC. Alabama's not going to just steamroll everybody besides Tennessee, who got them last year. But Tennessee starts off the season number one in the in the media poll. Vanderbilt at 11. I think they're being overlooked. Missouri's going to be real good. I've already I've, I've just got the fever right now, Sam. I can't wait for that ball to be bouncing on the hardwood. And uh, college basketball, it's in the air. That is my good news. All right. Uh, a couple other good news. Devin says good news. Jack knows how to properly make scrambled eggs. Jeff clarifies that apparently Michigan's sending the signs to future opponents to record them and decipher them. That's okay. weird. If that's that true. is cheating. <laughs> if we're doing that like that is that's a little bogus. Under the jail for yeah. Harbaugh, if that's true. 
<laughs> future that's absurd future, future bears head coach harbaugh collusion uh yeah, he played quarterback i wouldn't hate him getting like kicked out of the ncaa right now he has to go to an <laughs> nfl team uh that would really suck Denise says, good news. Uh, she graduated, took some classes, and now done. Congratulations, congrats, Denise. Denise. Big congrats there. Good uh, for Matt you. says, good news. Grizzlies basketball is back. Let's go, Jack, Grizz. My good news. I got engaged last weekend. Woo! Congrats, so, Sammy. Thank you. Uh, yeah, got engaged. I was planning it for a while. Um had that ring ready to go. Uh, it all went to plan, went very smooth. Uh, so shout out to my beautiful fiance. Uh, it, yeah, it all went well. So very good weekend for me and people are, yeah. Thank you, Chad. This is good. Good, uh, positive yes. comments. Thank you. But, but Sam, I'm not going to let you get off the hook without at least giving us some details and how it went down. Um, we were at, uh, does anybody know the Cheekwood Botanical Gardens? I think so. Yeah. So we were at the Cheekwood Botanical Gardens. Uh, you know, she thought we were going to like a nice dinner event. Um, and, you know, I had the photographer ready, had the champagne ready, had the parents in town. Um, so it was a, yeah, it was a good setup. It all went to plan and, and, you know, went smoothly. Very good. I, you know, very nice. Had my nice suit on, was, was looking, looking pretty, pretty handsome, look, pr looking pretty stellar. She looked great in her dress. It, it was, you know, 10 out of 10. So you're telling me you didn't wear the A to Z quarter zip when you proposed? I did not. No, I did opt out of that one. I was, uh, you know, it, no, it was not at the Taylor Swift movie top tier. It was after <laughs> the Taylor Swift movie the next day, later in the weekend. Uh, no, I wouldn't dare do it there. But uh, appreciate all the congratulations, guys. Uh, Good for you, you Sam. Very, very happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. And chat's being being kind. I'm surprised that chat's being this kind today. So, uh she did say yes to answer the question from Lou Man. She did say yes, so that's good. Uh, <laughs> that's Man. all we got for you guys today. Thanks for tuning in to A to Z Sports here on this lovely Friday. Uh, keep it uh, keep it locked and loaded on A to Z Sports.com. Titans content, some balls content over the weekend, no doubt, uh, from Zach Reagan. And, uh, you know, got some articles coming out on A to Z Sports.com. It's the bye week, but potentially a moment for the Titans to try and turn this season around. I know. People are kind of down to negative right now. Just keep the faith. The sun will come out tomorrow, uh, and this too shall pass. That's all for us on A to Z Sports. Till next time, we'll see you.